This is the Funville Nine, driven by AAA, the official podcast of the Richmond Flying Squirrels. Here's your host, Trey Wilson. Hello and welcome to today's Flying Squirrels pregame conversation. On today's episode, Dave Mackamer, who managed the Flying Squirrels from 2011 through 2013, is back in town in Richmond, took in a game earlier this week, got a chance to sit down with him and reflect back, especially on the 2011 season, when the Flying Squirrels put together a great year and qualified for the playoffs for the first time in franchise history. Here's my conversation with former Flying Squirrels manager, Dave Mackamer. Today we're taking a trip looking back about a decade ago to the early days of the Richmond Flying Squirrels and a, a couple of teams that won a whole lot of games in this ballpark and they did that under the direction of manager Dave Mackamer who's back in town hanging out a little bit. It's really good to see you. It's uh, How long has it been since you've been in Richmond? It's been 11 years, Trey. Since the last years. game you managed? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you came here. Actually, I was here scouting one game in between there somewhere. I say 11 years, but I did come in here for three days to scout. Was it a little weird coming back into a place where you used to be every day? A little bit, but it's the most exciting time of my life when I managed was right here in Richmond. And uh, uh, it's very close to my heart, this town. Yeah, you managed in a lot of different cities, including mm-hmm. with the Giants before they moved down mm-hmm. to Richmond. So that those first couple of years, it must have been a lot of fun getting to see the new energy around the Flying Squirrels. It's a lot of fun now, but it's a different energy. The early days, uh, 2011, your first season, the second season of the franchise, mm-hmm. y'all were winning games. The stadium was packed. How much fun was that year? It was actually the most exciting time of my minor league career, bar none. And that's not just I'm not just saying that because I'm here in Richmond. I it was electric, and of course, Parney, who I knew when I was managing other clubs, I managed four clubs in the Eastern League, nine or ten years, I'd have to add them up, but I met Parney when he was in Altoona, and there's nobody better than him, and when I found out when I was coming to Richmond that Parney was here, it was just, it was awesome. I mean, I just, I loved it, and it was a, an exciting time in my career. Are there any players, when you look back at the 2011 team, I know the years start to run together sometimes, I know that team had Charlie Culberson and uh, some other guys who went on to have great major league careers. And had a few guys that also had some great double-A mm-hmm. careers, Daryl mm-hmm. Madej and some mm-hmm. of those guys uh, who have some great stories to tell. Yep. Some of the guys that stand out from you about that first year, that uh, division title team in 2011? Well, you know, I think back to it, and, uh, you know, it was about a month ago to the season, and uh, Dick Tidrow came in, and we ha- having some issues at shortstop. And uh, he said, Mac, I want you to play Skylar Stromsmo at shortstop. Mm-hmm. Really? And it kind of took me back because he was more utility, played the outfield. He was kind of a super utility guy, and I'd never really seen him on an everyday basis at shortstop. And I'll tell you what, David Eckstein, in, you know, a, a, a twin at David Eckstein type, he played and he literally shored up our shortstop position, and he hit. And he was just an exciting player and a guy that would run through a brick wall for you. And I look back at Stroudsman, there's a lot of guys. Johnny Manel, who I just absolutely loved, could swing the bat. And, of course, Charlie, you know, Culberson. And I look back on all the Madej, you know, such a leadership role from that young man, uh, Daryl Madej. You know, he took the bull by the horns in the pitching staff and really led us. Yeah, speaking of, uh, 11 years ago uh, today was the the first game of the Eastern League Championship Series. So y'all ended up winning the division title back mm-hmm. when they still did the full season. They did split seasons here mm-hmm. now. Okay. Uh, but back when they still did the full seasons, and right. you won the division title, you got into, into this team into the postseason for the first time. Uh, how much fun was it being around that winning culture, that winning environment, and getting to lead uh, that group of guys, bringing this, this town a, a postseason appearance in just the second year of the franchise? I can just say this, Trey, it was a special time in my life. 
a special time in my life and career. I look back on those times and I do it all again. I do it a hundred times again. And, uh, you know, it, this club was on a mission. We had guys that pulled for one another. We had guys that were leaders that went out there every night and, and they played. They played the game right. They ran hard. They busted their tail on and off the field. And I just respected each and every one of those guys. And like I said, it was a, it was a real special time for me and our club. <laughs> well, Daryl Madej, we also mentioned, he started that first playoff game. He had a lot of great moments in his Squirrels career, and mm-hmm. one of them was going out there in that first playoff game and, and helping fire a shutout for mm-hmm. the team and beating mm-hmm. Harrisburg in a yes. game that wasn't even supposed to be here. They had to move it. There's another deal, you know, because it was, uh, you know, the, it got flooded out at Harrisburg, and it couldn't have came at a more opportune <laughs> time for us to come home because we were literally tough to beat at home. Yeah. When, when teams came in here to Richmond, they knew, they knew they were in for a battle. And I'll tell you, we would get on the backs of the fans here. We would ride their backs and they, they're, they're electric out there. I, I can't, it was just a great time. It, I loved it. Have you seen anything else like that in the minor leagues? Uh, I've been around a lot of different minor league towns and parks. And mm-hmm. one of the things that drew me to coming back here and being back in Richmond was just how loud this place was when I used to come here as an opponent broadcaster mm-hmm. and how great the, the crowd atmosphere is. And I haven't seen that pretty much anywhere else no. that I've been. Have you seen anything that even comes close to what these fans in Richmond do? Greatest minor league city in baseball. That's all I can say. Now, Reading could could get a little loud over there. And, you know, it's a smaller venue, and they could get loud, and they could get carried away. And I always enjoyed going into Reading, but no, no, nobody topped Richmond. I mean, I, I managed 27, 26, 27 years. Number one right here. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's been a little over a decade that I've been watching these games, and it's hard to find somebody, mm-hmm. another town, that, that brings the noise like these fans do oh, here man. in Richmond. So mm-hmm. looking forward to seeing that in the playoffs coming mm-hmm. up here yeah, in a few sure. weeks. So that 2011 team, uh, you get some teams in the minor leagues where you've got guys who are kind of focused on going out there and trying to get themselves, which everybody's trying to get themselves up to AAA and get to the big leagues. And you have some teams where guys are, you know, whether or not you win the game, it doesn't really matter. But that seemed like a team where when they went out there, they wanted to win games and they wanted to win that division and they wanted to, to get to the playoffs and, and win a title. Uh, it came up a little short in the championship series, but you yeah. got there in a hard-fought series in oh, New yeah. Hampshire. But was that the type of clubhouse that it was? Was those Were those guys that – that wanted to win, and was that y'all's attitude from a staff standpoint that year was winning ball games, along with getting them developed up to the next level? That it was, it was. You know, I really preached development, but I told them, hey, winning and development go hand in hand. When you win, you develop. And the guys were, like I said, they came to work every day. Nobody was late. Everybody jumped on the bus when we needed to be on the bus. We didn't have to worry about this or that. There was never a problem in the rooms on the road, things like that. That club, I tell you what, very, very special in my heart, and. I just, I loved it. I mean, I loved Richmond, and I, I continue to, you know, Parney, we talk all the time, and, uh, you know, and Joe T's here now, who's my clubby, and he was also my clubby in Norwich, Connecticut. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. know a lot of people here, Brent Terry, and, uh, you know, a lot of people here, just very special. Yeah, you don't, a lot of times you don't get the opportunity to go repeat somewhere, mm-hmm. and you came back here for three seasons in a row, 2011, 12, mm-hmm. and 13, so when you got your assignment for the next year coming back in 2012 and then going through the process again for 13, how excited were you knowing that you got to come back instead of having to go figure out a whole new setup somewhere, you got to come back somewhere that you loved and enjoyed? Ecstatic. (laughs) It's just, it was special. I mean, uh, 
all the people, you know, at the time of the Giants, too, I mean, we were just on a mission, too, the whole organization. And we were, we had such special instructors and special people running, you know, Brian Sabian, who's a genius, and Bobby Evans, and Shane Turner, and, you know, Ross, my pitching coach, and guys that had great experience, big league experience, but also with big league experience, they had a lot of minor league experience in coaching and managing and instructing. So put all that together, you know, with Fred Stanley, and we we'd had a pretty good pretty good time there. Yeah, the Giants had a pretty remarkable run over mm-hmm. that stretch as well, and you were a big part of developing some of the talent that Thank went you. on to lead those championships that the Giants won in 10, 12, and 14. How remarkable was it to see? Uh, you always say this is the goal. You know, mm-hmm. we want to win championships, but it rarely does it actually turn out to where you take home three in five years and with so much homegrown talents. How special was that group that you had managed coming up in the minor leagues and went on to win all those titles? Well, I have one story that when I was, I, I managed in 2008, they sent me to manage in the rookie league in Arizona, in the Arizona uh, Summer League. I wasn't happy about that. I was not happy about that. But draft comes, and all of a sudden they go, Mac, we're going to send you the number one pick, Buster Posey. (laughs) And I think we were in fourth place at the time. And when we got Buster, it was a whole new experience and a whole new ball club. And he just took the bull by the horns and took charge behind the plate. And plus, he just swung the bat. He hit about 350 down there. And he took us to a championship. And they asked me, Bobby Evans, I remember a conversation we had, Mac, what do you think of Buster? I go, Bobby, not only will he someday lead us to a World Series, a World Series, he led us to three World <laughs> Series, he could be a Hall of Famer yeah. and uh, a special a special player, a yeah, real he, special player. And he just wrapped up an incredible career. And that, that Cooperstown call, a lot of people think that's going to be coming in about five years. I so you might not it. have been off with that. I believe it. I believe it. There's a very special player. You know, I had a lot of those guys, and I'm, I'm proud of the fact that I was a part of that organization at that time. What have you been up to these days? Uh, you back back home up in Michigan? Back home in Benton Harbor, Michigan. I scouted six years after I left the Giants with the Orioles, and uh, and um, they made some changes when a new general manager came in for Dan Duquette, and they did some structural things, and I got let go. And I tried to stay in the game, but it was unfortunate that COVID hit at the time, and I was trying to get a job, and there just was no jobs out there. And so I told my wife, I said, well, you see that golf course across the River Harbor Shores? I'm going to play golf. And she said, you're not a golfer. And I said, well, I am now. And for three years, I've played about 360 rounds. <laughs> I'm doing. How did how, you turn into a pretty good golfer now? I've went from a 26 when I had never played to the other day, 11 handicap. I've went from a 27 to 11 in three years. So that's, a that's pretty... what 360 rounds will do for you. <laughs> well, it's good to see you. Welcome back to Richmond. Thanks for taking a couple of minutes to chat and take a couple of trips down memory lane to oh. some remarkable years for the Giants and the Flying Squirrels. And, uh, and your your time here is is cemented. There's not there haven't been that many managers who've got a chance to lead this team. And like Parney said earlier, you're still number one in wins. And I'm number one in losses. He said, <laughs> "Come <Yeah>. on, Barney." <laughs> well, it's great to see you. Thanks for taking a few minutes to chat. Thank you for inviting me. I really appreciate it. Thanks. Guys.